Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, on this Feast of the Holy Family, so it's the very day after Christmas, uh, I'm aware that uh, we've all probably been with our families very recently, our, our immediate families, our extended families. And I want to tell you about a member of my extended family um, who's always caused me to, to reflect on things more spiritually and theologically. I'm talking about my Uncle Tommy. Uncle Tommy was my father's older brother, though he outlived my father by, by many years. And uh, Uncle Tommy was in the Second World War as a, he must have been in his early 20s in those days. And he was sent over to England and then over to Europe. And in 1944, in that winter of 44, he fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Anyway, he comes home from the war. And, you know, probably today we would say he was suffering from uh, post-traumatic stress or we'd have some way to diagnose what it was. But whatever happened to him over there affected him very negatively. And, uh, and Uncle Tommy just had a difficult time when he got home. Couldn't hold the job. He, he got several different jobs and never had them for very long. Fell into conflict or he, he was afraid to go to work or whatever. Um, he never married, so he couldn't really get his, his personal life quite uh, in order. And he was probably looked upon by a lot of members of, of his own generation as, you know, well, poor Tommy, you know, poor Tommy. Well, I'll tell you, though, we kids loved him. So as his siblings had kids, me and my cousins, we would gather at, at grandma's house for all the great events. And, you know, the adults were all there, and, and they were, of course, good to us. But Tommy was especially um, our friend. He would play football with us. Uh, I have very vivid memories of uh, playing football on the street in front of my grandmother's house, and Tommy acting as the, uh, the coach and the quarterback. And I learned a lot of sports as a kid from him. I remember um, going to uh, Angel Guardian Orphanage. Chicagoans know what I'm talking about. And, and racing with him around the, around the track. Uh, I remember playing basketball with him as a kid. The other great gift that, that my Uncle Tommy had was, I'm all Irish, both sides of my family, and he was like uber Irish. And um, had the Irish gift of storytelling and of, of jokes and humor. We, we just died laughing as he would tell us these marvelous stories, which he found <laughs> very amusing. And often, I think we laugh more at his, uh, his laughter. Anyway, he was marvelous, you know, raconteur, and he would tell us the stories, and he'd, he'd play sports with us, and, and he was just a, you know, he was a great friend. I think what happened to a lot of us cousins as we got older, we found that maybe we had kind of outgrown Uncle Tommy, you know, and then we began to move on with our, our lives and so on. Uh, he lived with my grandmother, uh, and she lived to be quite an old lady, and uh, when she died, Uncle Tommy was kind of was kind of lost. And, and, you know, we got him an apartment and, um, you know, he would stay there for a time, but then he'd, he'd drink too much or he would, he would uh, you know, lose the place or whatever. It just was difficult to keep him, you know, kind of in one piece. So anyway, years go by and, and he, you know, he, 
hung in there, and, and he was a, a churchgoer. He was a man who, who uh, took in from his parents a deep Catholic faith and, and practiced it. Well, anyway, he becomes eventually a, a fairly old man, and uh, it was just, how shall I put it, kind of difficult for different reasons for Tommy to come to the, the family gatherings. So uh, my brother and I uh, conspired to uh, bring him to my brother's house on Christmas Eve or maybe a couple days before Christmas to have a special dinner with him. <laughs> so my job in those days was to get him at his apartment, which is always a little bit challenging, and then bring him to my brother's and then bring him back. Now, this is December 23rd, December 24th in Chicago, so usually it was miserable weather and snow and ice, and so I drive down to Uncle Tommy's apartment. I would find him there and get him in the car. And by this time, he was pretty much deaf. He could hear, we thought he could hear maybe a bit selectively, but he was pretty bad. And so we'd have these conversations in the car, and he was very attentive in a kind of a beautiful way to, to for want of a better term, the careers of, of you know, the, his nieces and nephews. He followed what we were doing. And my brother during those years was um, really uh, climbing the ladder in his um, chosen profession, which was, was the newspaper business. He was you know, be a reporter, then editor, and, and then editor-in-chief of a certain section. And then finally, he became editor-in-chief of one of the big papers in Chicago. So he was really you know, making his moves. So I'd be in the car with Uncle Tommy driving him, and he'd say, well, Johnny's doing really well. And I'd say, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, he's doing well. Yes, Johnny's doing well. Then it'd be a pause, and he'd say, and you're, you're still just a priest. <laughs> yeah, still just a priest. What? Yes, I'm still just a priest. So that was sort of the nature of the conversation with Uncle Tommy. We get to my brother's house, and uh, I remember this very vividly. It was beautiful. He had had a big bag, like a plastic bag or a garbage bag. It was filled with, I don't know where, where he got these things, but like toys and clothes for my brother's kids who were very young at the time. And he'd come in the house literally like Santa Claus with the bag over his shoulder and open up. <laughs> I think my brother and sister-in-law would kind of take a careful look at what exactly was in that bag, you know, before the kids would play with it. But they, they loved him too, the same way we did when we were their age. They, they sensed, even in this old man, you know, who's deaf and, and it, you know, very compromised, they, they recognized this sort of loving spirit in him. Uh, Uncle Tommy died on New Year's Day. I think it was the year 2002, so I want to say almost exactly 20 years ago. And there's something poignant about the way he died because even with all his struggles and all his difficulties, um, he was a churchgoer, as I say, and he would go to Mass typically every day. He would walk from his apartment to church, and he was walking to Mass on New Year's uh, Day, and he stone deaf, so he, he didn't hear traffic very well, and he was struck by a car as he was on his way to church. And I, here's the, one of the great ironies. He was struck by a rabbi who was on his way to his church service, and uh he, he, he died. That's how Tommy died. And so we all just were, you know, caught up in, the, in some, some of the irony and, and, and in some way the poignancy and beauty of, of his death. And I remember preaching at his, um, at his funeral, and I said, well, Tommy was always disappointed that I was still just a priest. So I said, if I become a monsignor in the next couple of weeks, we know that he's, he's in heaven. <laughs> anyway, why do I tell you the story about Uncle Tommy? Because I'd be willing to bet almost everybody listening to me 
has got someone in your family like uh, Uncle Tommy. I bet everyone's got someone who's maybe not, you know, completely put together, someone whose life kind of got off the rails at a certain point, someone who doesn't quite fit in, maybe is a little bit eccentric. And you probably spent some time with them just in the last couple of days. What do families teach us? One lesson I think is we don't always get to choose the people we love. But we're given people that we're then called upon to love. So there were, you know, lots of people in my family, my extended family, who were very lovable, who had, you know, nothing but good qualities and were easy to spend time with. Then someone like Uncle Tommy, who, who did have marvelous qualities, who was a, a dear friend to us, especially when we were kids, but was also, I don't know, kind of a difficult personality. Maybe be pretty easy to say, ah, oh, you know, Tommy, I, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with him. But I think God, through our families, is giving us the people he wants us to love. And part of what makes our families holy is that we have this capacity, that we cultivate this capacity to love not just the people that we like, that we have chosen to be with, but the people whom God has given us to love. Here's something else, and I, I think a second spiritual lesson I'll take from the Uncle Tommy story. So our family had this uh, kind of wonderful, quirky, eccentric figure, Uncle Tommy, part of our extended family. When the Word became flesh, when God became human, God entered into a family. Now, now, I mean, the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, two of the greatest, most sublime saints in our entire tradition, yes, yes, they were the most intimate members of his immediate family. Do you ever wonder, though, what were the Virgin Mary's cousins like? <laughs> what were her second cousins like? I'd be willing to bet there were some eccentric figures among those people. The Blessed Mother, I mean, of course, but her second and third cousins, the people that might show up at family gatherings, I bet there were a few, you know, odd, quirky figures. How about Joseph's side of the family? Did Joseph have an eccentric uncle or a great uncle or a cousin or a nephew? Did Jesus have cousins who were maybe a little bit difficult to be with? They didn't quite know what to do with them? Yeah. In fact, go into those great genealogies in the Gospels that tell the story of Jesus' extended family going back in time. Are there heroes? Yes, indeed. But are there a lot of shady characters, too? You bet. A lot of questionable figures. Absolutely. And here's the point, everybody, in my second spiritual lesson. God saw fit to enter into just such a family. God saw fit to enter into this intimate connection, yes, with the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, but also with all these other people that were connected to them. All these different relatives, all these quirky members, undoubtedly, of their family. God loved them, too. 
love the heroes, you bet, and love those who were a little bit off kilter. And see, that's the reason why we are called to love those that God has given us to love. Not just those that we like, not just those that we choose, but the ones that God has given us to love. So maybe uh, on this Holy Family Sunday, I say in a special prayer for Uncle Tommy, who was a, a good friend to me when I was a kid, and uh, who was a marvelous figure, and a, you know, a, a quirky, eccentric, flawed figure too. Okay, maybe you can say a prayer for the Uncle Tommy in your life, and realize that you're called upon to love, yeah, all those that God has given you to love, because that's the way he entered into the human family. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.